Hi everyone, welcome to the Spin Cycle podcast. Uh, the podcast celebrates the rich, diverse culture of London cycling scene. Uh, just chatting to the incredible uh, personalities, groups, uh, and brands that make London and the UK uh, an amazing place to be a cyclist. We've actually got a really special guest this week. Yet another person that was at my wedding. And honestly, uh, how NJ and I met, it's Yannick White, the capo CGC. Yannick, welcome to the podcast, mate. Pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be here. Good to see you both. You too, you too. It's always great to have El Capo on the show. <laughs> In the CGC merch as well, which I kind of enjoy. Hey, what, 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 what is the merch that you're wearing here, Yann? Oh, yes. This is an audio format. So what, what merch are you wearing, Yannick? Oh, this is just um, a CGC Feels Like Home t-shirt from um, from our summer brunch edition. Mm. Nice. The the same day at my wedding, so a double booking. Anyway, let's not talk about my wedding anymore. Um, <laughs> so, Yannick, famously you are maybe on Instagram as Cycled Out of Lockdown. You're the capo of CGC. Why don't you give us a bit of an idea, maybe who you are as a person, actually? behind the lens and kind of how you got into cycling, how you are where you are today on the bike. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think um, from a personal perspective, um, Yannick White, um, 40 years old, um, spend a lot of time with my family, three kids, um, been yeah. married for the past two oh. years. Um, so yeah, personally, things are going well. Um, mm. I work in the city, um, VP of sales. So really, really busy, typically. Um, and, and I've always um, looked at some form of sport for exercise, um, nice, for distraction, nice. um, and just typically to keep um, the mind distracted away from the workplace or family pressures, yeah. etc. And I mean, you went, I, I know that you went from maybe not cycling at all pre-lockdown, or I've seen some photos of you on a bike in the middle of lockdown, but the hockey stick journey from where you were pre-lockdown, not really riding a bike or actually riding a bike just to get somewhere rather than it being actually, I'm going to go out and ride my bike. I want to go to Surrey. I want to go North. I want to go to Essex and places like that. And now you're riding an Athos and you did one more city last month, which is mega yes. by the way. Congrats on that. Thank you. The person you were then and the person you are today, like, I guess, what's that kind of cycling journey been like, right? Because I was on one of the really early CGC rides, but it's a whole different kettle of fish now, right? Like, it's quite pro now. Why don't you maybe talk us about how, like, you kind of come up as a cyclist, actually, during that time, too? Yeah, definitely. I, I think, um, yeah, it's, it's not often I reflect, but I think the journey's been definitely a bit of a whirlwind. Um, mm. because I guess I, I hadn't really ridden a bike probably since I was about 16 years old, right? For me, cycling was a way to get from like my house to the shops or from my house to a friend's yeah, house, yeah. right? So typical yeah. kind of BMX bike, mountain bike. I think I had a green Muddy Fox, um, <laughs> at the time with, with, I guess what you'd call today, um, tan wall tires, right? Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, come on, mate. Uh, yep. Right. Underplaying it. <laughs> so um so so that was kind of my 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 kind of pre really road cycling um days but i think what happened during the pandemic was um mm. my gym was closed 
Um, yeah. I used to, I live, I live in Wembley. I used to run around Wembley Stadium, um, and they, and they closed access to um, the kind of track where you'd run around there as well. Oh. So, um, oh, wow. I guess being on the social medias at the time, seeing a few mm. of my friends who um, who were just like cycling, the riding bikes, um, mm. kind of made me think, hey, let me just get a bike as a method or a way to get out my house. Right, we was all on lockdown. It was a pandemic, um, but but mm. you could cycle for. I think five miles was the the rule at the time, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I I picked up a bike literally to um, get out the house, and it was a a mountain bike at first because um, I remember I called um I called my friend Chris, and and he had a road bike, and I said to him, hey, I'm in the shop, um, and they've got like a, a mountain bike. What do you think? And he told me um, to look at a road bike instead. Um, and, and my my kind of my memory of a of a road bike was um. Was, was literally like a bike with skinny wheels, which as a yeah. big guy, yeah. I was like, yeah. no way I'm going to pick up a race. <laughs> so yeah. I opted for the mountain bike. Um, and that was my first um, really real um, cycling journey, right? Myself, um, I think my brother then purchased a bike. Um, my yeah. neighbor had a mountain bike as well. So we would literally just nice. go out the house. We all live like relatively close, go out the house and, and cycle um, mm. for a couple of miles really and back yeah so that's what started I mean, and i guess it kind of you 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 went on from there right so you're you're what in Whopper, but did you were you doing like the loops and stuff like that we just like let's just go down to richmond see what happens let's go to windsor and back was that the kind of is that what, is that how it built because to go from i'm sorry but to go from never had a road bike to um you know rcc ride captain one more city yeah the, yeah there's um it's a hell of a journey man yeah yeah in, in yeah, retrospect right no you're Come right I, I think um i think that if i think back to um the rides i started doing I, where i live there's like a canal nearby so mm. we used to, um we used to just like ride down the canal and like super safe right um super flat and again, that was the early experience. I knew no better. So that was the early experience of of cycling yeah. or riding. It was just um, from A to B. Let me, let me get out, do a small ride, be outside for like half an hour or an hour and then back. And then mm. I guess like after every ride, you start getting a buzz of going further and further and further. And I remember yeah. one day um, we said, hey, we want to we cycle around Hyde Park. And so um, we put the bikes in the car. Um, drove down, right? Drove, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All that, all that twelve kilometers, pay congestion charge. Take your bike out. Right. So we we drove down to Bayswater, um, met up with a couple of friends who also drove down to Bayswater, parked up the car, mm. and then went into Hyde Park and did probably a lap or two at best, right? And then um, back to the car and then back home. And again, that was the early experiences. And then it went from that to one day going to like Richmond Park. Nice. Um, yeah. That was probably it's probably the first experience of going to Richmond Park and seeing, like, again, it was it was lockdown, so it's a bit different. When I say so many cyclists, so many then versus today is a, a totally different number. But yeah, yeah. What felt like a lot of people in there at the time um, mm. was was just like one really surreal, really encouraging. Um, people were, were going past me because I was on a mountain bike and they was on road bikes, right? I didn't know yeah, 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 the yeah. difference yeah, between yeah. what makes the bike go faster, etc. And so we were doing that, and then. One day, my neighbor, who I always beat when we was riding, um, mm -hmm. he, he actually got a road bike and we went on a ride and I literally just couldn't keep up with him. 
and I and I had <laughs> no idea like why, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> and then and then I learned more about understanding the weight of a bike, the types of the bikes, right? Rolling wheels, just various different mm. things. So um, again, it was difficult getting hold of a bike, right? In in twenty yeah. Yeah. twenty 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 etc. It was super hard um, to to find a bike. So I, I was searching. I, I came across a Trek Demane. It was called. That I found mm. online, it was in stock at Brixton Cycles, and I called the store yep. and literally um, over the phone put a deposit down, went down there the following day and, and bought a bike. Oh, nice, was, sick. That was my first experience in, in road cycling. And then, yeah, um, yeah, going out more. I think as you ride, you start. I was posting on my like kind of private Instagram page, I'd see yeah. someone else who rides, or they'd see me. Oh, yeah, I've, I got a bike as well. I'm riding too. Let's yeah. meet up. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Then things just started to, um, escalate in in the sense of a of a social gathering form right so rather than just me my mm. brother my neighbor chris it became maybe us and another person it's almost like every week there was somebody cool. else who also had a bike <laughs> right yeah of course yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean so, how go on so i'll ask you this one because wait when did you first decide when did you ignore the haters and decide you needed to put a bit of liker on because it's it's an it's an it's a very niche choice going to either your local bike shop or going on Sigma and seeing a really expensive speedo for about 150 quid and going, yeah, do you know what? I can justify that. Was there a point where you where you said, well, the die has been cast. I'm now wearing Lycra. Did, do you remember that? Was there a point where you were like, fucking hell, we got to do this now? Do you know what? I think um, when I was first riding, I was I was essentially like out of the gym and onto the bike. So I was wearing like, I, I wear Nike a lot. So I was wearing Nike Drive yeah. Fit, right? So my mm. gym clothes became my cycling clothes. And and I'd probably say that um, when I got a road bike and I started um, cycling more around like, whether it's Richmond Park or Regent's Park um, and, and seeing other people in cycling apparel, Mm. That becomes a comfort, right? Because it's, it's to a non-cyclist wearing Lycra is not cool, right? So to somebody who's just got a bike, wearing mm. Lycra is not cool. Mm. Um, but yeah. <laughs> someone who's just got on a bike, who's now associating with other people who are on a bike, right? You start to understand the maybe marginal gains, but the benefits yeah. of wearing um, bib shorts or tights, padding, for example. Um, oh, versus yeah, yeah. wearing normal shorts, yeah. no padding, right? T-shirt flapping in the wind versus fitted cycling mm. jersey, non-flapping in the wind, right? So those yeah. small um, differences is probably what made me make that transition. And then another one of my friends um, had cleats, for example. yeah. Um, and so um, kind of said, hey, you should get cycling shoes. The benefit of it is X, Y, Z. Like one day I went out mm. on a ride in the rain. And, and, and my feet were like slipping off the pedals as we was riding, right? And, and, and somebody else yeah, didn't have that experience, right? And so um, you guys will know from, from from going through those journeys yourselves as well. It was kind of making that transition oh, yeah. kind of slowly, but every ride you start thinking about, right, now I want to make that improvement or now I want to look at that. I actually, mm. it or not, didn't wear a helmet when I first started riding because if got I'm... It. You, you mad, man. <laughs> mate, you got kids, mate. <laughs> Jesus, I know, but again, to a non-cyclist who's, who's like your perception is, I'm going to get on the bike and I'm just riding yeah. to the local park on the pavement or on the road, but I'm safe because I'm not going fast. So that's your perception. And then, yeah. as you're riding more and more and you're seeing different things, 
um, around mm. cars more often, you understand and become aware of um, the risks, right? And then prevention is yep. better than cure. So obviously, um, helmets, etc., become a thing of the norm, right? Um, but yeah, to the yeah. unaware person, um, uneducated person, I would say, um, you know no better, so to speak. And do you, like, like I, NJ and I talk for like a long time, like quite a while. Like I remember wearing uh, Live Strong branded quarter zip <laughs> short sleeve jerseys and like just like the most heinous kit you've ever seen in your life. Like this, these were the dark ages of cycling. I told NJ once I cycled the wrong way against traffic because somebody told me that's how you do it. And this was in like dark rural Suffolk. So anyway, so like, yeah, it's different. But like even since maybe you've got a, a quite unique perspective on this because you're the capo CGC. And we'll get on more into this in section two and we can you know talk about how the club came. But you've seen a massive change, even though in relative terms came to cycling a bit late, both in life and then in the kind of overall arc of where we are now. But mm. how do you think cycling is? actually changed even since you've started doing it right be it from maybe a community from being out on your bike we might be venturing into the next part of the section but i'd just be keen to get your understanding of because you see it more than anyone right you run one of the biggest cycling clubs in london one of the most active cycling clubs in london how how do you think anything has changed since you first kind of started ooh, what are we now three years ago four years ago yeah i, I think um I think depending on who you ask that question to, you probably get a slightly different answer, right? So I think mm. from from my perspective, as some as a non-cyclist coming into cycling, mm. um, every day is a school day, first and foremost, I think for me, right? I, I came into cycling um, to to escape kind of um, my house or my work, um, really mm. for headspace more than anything. Um, and so that was my initial kind of goal, right? Um, yeah. Then when I got into cycling and realised that there's a, an amazing community, realised that it's a, an amazing sport, right? I, I actually didn't acknowledge cycling as a sport um, prior to being in it, right? And so yeah. when we talk about changes, I, I think for me, um, I've seen I've seen more of the cycling world than I ever knew was imaginable previously, right? Going abroad on a bike, going on a cycling holiday, right? Mm. Following. Um, the Tour de France, for example, yeah. Um, yeah. acknowledging kind of sportifs, social groups. So the social groups is the first part that I became aware of, but there's so much more than just social groups, right? Going to the velodrome, accessibility yeah. um, as well. So I think the changes I've seen at first hand have probably been um, more and more clubs and on a community grassroots levels. I yeah. think cycling has become a lot more accessible. Yeah. Right. I, I think it's, um, I think it's cool. To cycle, right? Mm -hmm. My kids might tell me different, but I think it's like today. <laughs> when, right? you, when it's Sunday morning and you're coming home in a pair of bib tights, a base layer, and you catch the look of your wife seeing you come in at nine o'clock in the morning going, <laughs> oh my God, is this my life now? Yeah. Yeah, How did the wife react to your, your first Yeah, yeah, first yeah, yeah, we need to know that. yeah. <laughs> she, she liked it, to be fair. Um, oh, she, yeah. she liked it at first, right? Men, men in tights. Um, she liked it. My probably, probably laughed um, a little bit, but yeah, it was. Um, it's, it's been a transition. Um, mm. I, I think one of your um, initial questions was around like brands and things like that, right? Different mm. uh, clothing. I think when I first started cycling and making that transition into wearing kind of bike attire, I kind of went to my default 
um, domain whenever I need to order something, which is Amazon, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I just ordered what was available. The brand didn't matter. The fit didn't matter. I just needed a jersey for the ride tomorrow. If I order it, yep. it comes. Let's go. Um, so that was the initial start. And then um, I, 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 I say I shop a lot. I used to um, probably shop a lot. I like nice things. Um, so I spent a lot of time with Mr. Porter. And on Mr. Mm. Porter's where I discovered yeah. Rafa. And so oh. I figured that, hey, if Rafa's on Mr. Porter and I shop in Mr. Porter, mm. that's a brand yeah. that's clearly pretty decent. So let me try and order um, some, some bits from that brand. So that's that was my first kind of taste, if you like, of buying Rafa. I think my first purchase was like a, a black pair of like bib shorts, for example, with a black jersey yeah. and a black rain yeah. jacket. <laughs> right? We're yeah, in England, yeah. yeah. the rain jacket. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and black everything is your first purchase. <laughs> yeah, well, the, fun, the funny thing on that part, um, NJ was I had I had all black and I remember going on a ride and posting a picture on like Facebook or Instagram at the time and then mm. my mum like sending me a message on our family DM like you must wear a luminous clothing when cycling <laughs> <laughs> um, typical kind of worried mother approach yeah. Um, yeah but no I'm definitely more of a stealth dark clothing attire person with hints of colours at the appropriate time right what are the like, appropriate times my mum says the same thing. My mum says the same thing, and she says like, uh, "So I had a, um, I've got I wear Juro helmets because they fit my head quite well." And um, I gave her a, a Juro. I've got I had an old Juro synth, and um, it was black. And I gave it to her. I said, "Oh, that's quite an expensive helmet. I really like where you'd like that." She's like, "Oh, thank you very much." And then, um, well, you've met my mum, and my mum said to me, "Oh, I was looking at your guys' photos, and I'm looking at photos of other brands, and I realised everybody wears white helmets. Why is that?" And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, well, it looks quite pro, but also, and she was like, yeah, but you also have seen a lot more, right? I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the most crucial step. People see you more. <laughs> the truth is, white helmets look cool in the summer, right? And then um, I normally go white in the summer and black in the winter. Oh, it's transitional. Mm. <laughs> what about the shoes? Did the the shoes match the helmet? Do you know what? Um, I, I'm actually having this debate at the moment, so. Um, the is, first this after I ruin, is this after I ruined your shoes in January of last year? This, this <laughs> is after I ru you ruined my shoes, yes. <laughs> you ruined everyone's uh, shoes. <laughs> uh, nice ride, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I actually ruined your shoes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now you're, you're, you're all good. I think my, my first pair of shoes were black. Um, mm. And then I transitioned yeah. to white. And, and, and this past year, I wore white shoes mm. all through winter and realized that I ruined my shoes in the winter months. So... Um, having had fresh white shoes this year, I'm at that kind of transition phase now. Of I think I'm going to go for the same shoes in black with shoe mm. covers. Yeah. Whereas I wreck my white shoes in summer, so that's why I'm always in black shoes. Can't help. I'm just too messy. I know that you can. Like... No, 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 no. Because no, also you commit the also that you'll sometimes commit the war crime of wearing black socks so that's the reason you actually wear black shoes then jay let's not let's not black, like the people of podcast land black socks are for winter white socks are for summer i actually don't own any black socks yeah good point right and on that i think it's time we went to a break thank you <laughs> Ooh, welcome back everyone uh yan how did cgc start because me and Cam, despite being at the club for like over a year, maybe Cam longer in it, um, but yeah. we have no, we don't really know. We just know you and Chris started it off. 
Yeah. Do you know what? Um, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to do some thinking <laughs> myself. <here now. laughs> yeah. Um, I, I. So I mentioned um, that when I started riding, I was going out with like my neighbor, my brother, and then um, my neighbor had um, a WhatsApp group with, with with basically his mates that had bikes, and so I was I was in his group. We were all riding together, like kind of like just during the week, blah blah blah, um, and then um, one day. Fast forward a few months into the pandemic and into riding, um, one day I spoke to a couple of my different friends from like school days yeah. who mm. all live in different parts of London. And we said, hey, we should we should all ride together and just like get together one day. Like I hadn't seen yeah. some of them in like 10 years, 15 years, like let's all connect. And so um, across like my social group, I'm pretty much the, the organizer. And so okay. um, long story short, I created a WhatsApp group and just put our different friends in it, right? So I was already in a group, I created a group and put our different friends in. And then we Mm. said that we would meet up at Uxbridge and ride um, from Uxbridge to Windsor and back. And so about about eight of us or so um, went and did that ride. Um, And then um, I think the group was just called like, I don't even know, I just made up something (laughs) like like old school (laughs) friends group or whatever, right? School friends bike ride. It was something like that. And we did that ride. Um, and then, um, and then we did one more ride and then it was, it, it was just pretty obvious that we were now going to start doing more rides together. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I had yeah, like yeah. this group and then my neighbor's group, I ended up putting my neighbor into this group and then, um, fast forward a month or so, we just like changed it to just chain gang, um, oh, at nice. the time. And, and that just literally, oh. again, I knew nothing oh. about cycling. Right. So that just meant mm. like, um, we were all riding bikes together. So we're like a bike yep. chain, like chain gang. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. was like on the surface, how the name came about. And I mm. remember, um, I think it was 2020 December. We were, mm. um, we were doing a, um, like a, like a Hertfordshire loop. Ooh. So we all got together in like Broxbourne or somewhere like that. And then we, um, yeah. we went and did like a long ride. It was just after, I think it was in between like Christmas and New Year's. And that was probably like the first kind of chain gang, so to speak, oh, unofficial chain gang ride. So that's how it came about. And then we had like all these conversations around um, about the name. Like after a while, should we change it? Should we keep it? There was a whole mm-hmm. load of, of WhatsApp discussions um, around that as well. But yeah, that's that's essentially how, how the actual social to club element yeah. and is was that any- still the same sorry is that sorry nj is that the same group chat now that's the same group chat oh wow it's, yeah this is the exact same group chat that we have in place today was the yeah. group chat that started probably like as i say in november december um 2020 was the initial group um all that's changed is the name across that time to be a bit more formal obviously when we first started we wasn't it wasn't the bike club it, it was literally just like a a WhatsApp group like any other so that you could connect with some friends and have a chat. It's just that the conversation was all cycling driven, right? Yeah. Mm. Was there any names that came up when you were having these discussions that you're like, maybe, but then they just were like... <laughs> do, do you know what? Um, I'd have to probably I'd have to probably <laughs> scroll back to the very start. I, I'd, I'd be surprised. It might, <laughs> <very too. laughs> no, it might still be in there, right? Yeah, yeah. a lot of scrolling, yeah. but... Um, there was a lot of different names that got floated at the time, but there was nothing that just sounded better than Chain Gang or CGC, right? Yeah. Um, and, mm. I, and I think um, I think I think Chain Gang or CGC just flowed. Um, the other things yeah. that came up at the time again, I can't even remember them now, um, but but none of them sounded the same. Like it had the same impact. 
Yeah, yeah, it's a really good name. It's like the power of three. So as the, mm. I guess the the club has gone from these, I guess, small acorns uh, to where it is now. Um, how big would you say the club is now? And because I know that brunch is probably, I guess, your favorite. Uh, well, like as in, I guess, as members and people who outward yeah. look, I'd say brunch is probably like your biggest ride. Yeah, I, I think so. Like um, we 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 um. I'll tell you a quick funny story about brunch and how that came about, yeah. right? Um, last year, last the year before last December, I, me and Chris was having a conversation and, and we, we were informally doing these rides on our own accord, right? And then more and more people were riding with us. And so just saying, hey, Chris, do you want to ride on Saturday? Just wasn't really a, a way that we could get people together as the world opened up and people were living their own personal lives. So we tried to figure out a way to get consistency. And so um, I remember speaking to, um, to to my to my wife at the time and saying, "Hey, yeah. um, I'm gonna I'm gonna block out. Imagine this conversation, right? I'm gonna block <laughs> out um, the next <laughs> the next three yeah. months worth of Sundays um, to okay. ride my bike um, in the morning. But I'll be home by 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 eleven twelve ish." Yannick, Yannick, just to confirm to the audience, that's with three quite young children at the time. Yeah, absolutely. That that too. <laughs> that too, right? So, so I'm going to block out time and ride my bike um, every yeah. single Sunday for the next three months, um, just temporary. I just want to see if we can get this club going, yeah. right? So, yeah. so we did that. Um, we then was able to confirm that we would um, lead rides across that time, and then um, so now we were writing out the itinerary for January, and we basically filled it up. Apart from the third Sunday, we couldn't figure out what to do. And so mm-hmm. I told that story story earlier about when we first rode to Richmond Park, right? What was what was what was interesting about that time is that um, all you could do is ride. Like you couldn't go to a shop after they were yeah. closed. After a while, even the cafe was closed, so there was yeah. zero yep. social element to it, right? And, and we started meeting so many people, but you actually don't know what anybody looks like beyond the helmet, right? <laughs> yep. um, and, and yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, we, we we like you recognize people by their by their by their lids, by their bike, but not by actually. Mate, when them, you right? see it, when you see a cyclist, you know wearing their civvies, you're like, oh, so that's how you dress. That's how you <laughs> yeah. dress. Or, or you walk past them because you don't recognize them. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we, we've probably all been there as well. So, um, so, so as a throwaway, it was like rather than trying to find a ride, like we love mm-hmm. Richmond Park. Let's just go to Richmond Park, do some laps, and then let's just find like a cafe or something after to have a bit of a social. And that's essentially how brunch was formed, right? Um, the first one, it was like 30-odd people or so. Um, again, everybody loves Richmond. It's accessible. You do some laps yeah. and everybody loves a good old yeah. social, some coffee and cake and some chat. So that's how it came about. And then the summer one was, was again, like, hey, this, this, this brunch ride's good. Do you reckon we can get 100 people was how that came about, right? And then um, mm-hmm. I think we love abbreviations because amongst one of us, somebody just threw out like bank holiday Bonanza. Right? Next minute, it becomes <laughs> right. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. And had like 140, 50 people at the first one. Um, same thing again this year. So that's by far the biggest um, ride attendee wise, um, for sure. Did yeah. can I ask you? A, sorry, NJ, but um, Yannick, the first brunch we did was that at an. I'm not going to name the place. But was that a place where we said there was going to be 15 of us and 30 of us turned up and it was in <laughs> South London and they told us to stop coming in? 
and I had a pint at I had I and my wife was very much ready to have a baby. Well, she was she was seven months pregnant, and I decided yeah. to have a pint very early on, and it was and it was the first, maybe the first proper CGC thing where people were like, okay, this is this is a vibe. This place is is was that that one? That was that one, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. And and yeah, we we. <laughs> We didn't know how many people were going to come, right? So, so, so yeah. we we called that particular place and just said, "Hey, can we make a reservation for fifteen people?" And I think mm. like the day before the ride, it was like thirty odd or so. It was about twenty five or something. <laughs> so we called up and said, "Hey, there might be a few more of us." And it was a bit cagey yeah. in the answer. And then we turned up on the day of thirty, <laughs> right? You, you turn up to any restaurant or cafe and you essentially bring them business. You would think that would be an amazing thing to do, but I guess they've got local custom. Yeah, um, which mm. come there regularly as well. So um, yeah, in short, uh, thirty bikes. Um, I guess difficulty with other customers getting away to the takeaway cup lids because of the bikes, <laughs> right? So yeah, um, yeah, we 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 found the new home that welcomed us with open arms. I've kind of focused in on I guess brunch, but what other other rides does CGC do? I, I think um, the, the ethos of CGC really is about um, opening up. Um, rides to the community to join and and we try and embrace um, all different types of people that we can support in a safe environment and so um, our rides range um, from what we call c1 to c4 yeah right so from race pace to um, chit chat pace um, so mm -hmm. as long as you can like confidently ride your bike um, that we can try and um, create a home for you to ride in a safe space. And then location-wise, um, over the like years, our, our, our members have... Um, it's gone from being like in northwest London with just Chris and South yeah. to um, having a mm -hmm. spread of a little bit of everything. And so every week we try and rotate um, our, our start point and our ride destination so that it supports um, the community that we serve. Um, but also so that people um, get a variety of different rides, right? If you want to do hills, we can take you out to Kent or Surrey. If you want to do something flat, we can keep it pretty central. Um, if you want some nice lanes, we can go to the Chilterns or Essex. So we try and do a little bit of everything. And then more recently, um, we've... Um, like Richmond Park is almost like the hub to a degree, especially for weekend rides. Yeah. So we're trying to yeah. do at least every other ride, starting from Richmond, um, just so that we mm -hmm. can create that concept of um if i'm familiar with that area or local to that area then i know that i can at least join a ride every other week versus yeah. um, having like i don't know free in essex back to back right and the start point not being relevant for the audience that we serve yeah that's great um what about off the bike do you do any sort of off the bike events where no one turns up in lycra <laughs> um you mean non lycra <laughs> events <laughs> what are those now we do we, we um yeah. We, 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 we try and do socials, right? So whether it's um, hiring a, a bowling venue um, or hiring um, a, a, a bar or pub um, in Central, somewhere relevant, just to get people together. I think, um, again, when we first started cycling, it was just to get out of the house. But actually, um, we, mm. we, we've, we've been fortunate to build um, a community of people who have formed friendships, right? And so trying to provide an environment for those friends to um, connect and have off the bike conversations, drinks, socials, parties. Um, we do. 
Yeah. yeah. So, what is the the what would you say the most epic party you've done is? Would it be the bowling and the, the karaoke, or would you say it was the Christmas party where? Yeah, Whether it was an impromptu speech or not, I I'll let Cam decide on that. But it was probably the the most vibiest type party probably to ever happen in Rafa. I've I've not been to any other, but it was like people on the street wanted to get in. It was just like the DJs were playing like the best music. Everyone was like on on like just the the the, the best level. Everyone, it felt like someone got married, and I'm not sure who. Who got married that night? <laughs> but it felt like a wedding. Go on. Jan, go, go. I've got my own thoughts, but Jan, you, this is you've got the floor, mate. Because it's your club. Jesus, it was crazy. I, I, I think, um, I think for, for me, um, I'm, I'm a big fan of like experiences, right? So mm. um, I always want everyone to have the best time, and, and so I'm passionate about trying to. Um, put my all into anything that we do, right? And, and also, every event I want it to be better than the last one, right? Which, which, which I'm quickly <laughs> learning isn't always viable as well, right? Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So you touched on the bowling. So the bowling was probably one of the first events that we did, um, where it was like, hey, let's like forget the bikes today. Let's just all get together and have a great time, mm. right? And I'd, I'd, I'd actually done events at All Star Lanes before from a work perspective, so I knew they had karaoke, right? And, and I think yeah. anytime you've got, like, music, drink, and karaoke, like, it's almost like the ingredients for a good time, right? Like, you kind of yeah. should not have a good time when oh, you've yeah. got that. <laughs> so, um, so that one was amazing. And I was, like, seeing people, like, getting up on the mic, going, going like, Dean or Daryl or whoever, just having a really great time right like the bowling was just the excuse to get together right i don't even yeah. know how many people actually bowl. bowling was an accessory mate <laughs> right? the bowling was accessory i didn't bowl a right? single round mate so that that party was epic um but but the christmas party was was um I, i'd been to a couple of um events at rafa and we had partnered with rafa which gave us accessibility to um or access to um the clubhouse right and so yeah um wanted to turn mm. the clubhouse into a nightclub right <laughs> and so um yeah we, we put that on as the kind of end of year stroke christmas party stroke anniversary because around that time yeah. is also when that first ride i mentioned to you oh, yeah. what's that talking about right so we kind of treat it as a unofficial anniversary stroke end of year celebration yeah. so um yeah like that like for me um I guess like I get satisfaction from just looking around the room and seeing people enjoying themselves, seeing two random people who turned up for rides at different times that didn't know each other that are now having a like civilian attire, I call it right off the bike <laughs> in your civilian gear, um, having a drink, having a dance and enjoying yourself with somebody who used to be a stranger. Like for me, like what's more enriching mm. than that. And so that party um, was, was epic, right? Seeing people on the street, walking past a store and then coming back and trying to figure out how I paid to get in. It's like, no, this is just a cycling club party, mate. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, it was great. Mate, mate. When, so bowling, my wife and my daughter came. My daughter was four months old. Do you remember? <laughs> so first of all, they were like, first of all, it was downstairs basement on Star Lanes. And the guy was like, bro, no why, why you got a baby here, man? Bro, no babies. I was like, no, 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 I've cleared it up with the, the guys who arranged it. I can bring my baby. And he's like, I need to speak to him. 
And you were like, nah, shut up, man. Let's let this guy in. And <laughs> my daughter, no headphones, none of this like ear defenders. Yeah, she just slept behind the speakers when yeah, everybody was doing the karaoke. <laughs> I, I, I saw some Christmas, of the videos from that. And then the Christmas, some people can't the, sing. the Christmas party was chaos. Like I turned up, there's like, God, like, like, yeah, you know, like I pretended that that speech was off the cuff. They, I've been, I, I, I planned that for three weeks, and I was, I, I, it was so planned, but I pretended it wasn't. Oh, clearly, it was. But I turned up and I was, I said, like, there was, there was more pizza than people, and I don't mean just like pizza slices. I mean like actual pizza. And I was like, I was like, oh, okay. Maybe have a little bit of food. And then they were like, no, 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 keep going, keep drinking, keep going, keep going, keep going. I think we left at nine. Yeah, I think we left about nine, 10 30 when we, at nine or 10, I think we left. And then, you know, this is my daughter was still under a year old, right? So we were kind of taking it easy. And my, my wife was there and I was kind of thinking, I was like, oh, yeah, we could just shoot off. It's a bit late. But I remember, like, you know, when you wake up on your phone and you look at what people have been doing. Yeah. And it was like, it was like Yannick White Instagram updated forty five minutes ago. I'm like, mate, it's like I'm so, I'm so glad. Like those days are behind me, man. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely, um, it was definitely a late one. We ended up um, in Chinatown, didn't we? Yeah, I can't yeah. remember what the Chinese restaurant was called, but I devoured that sweet and sour. Like, like it was no. I was like to the. I don't know why I was like the waiters at like. 1am in the morning what would you recommend they were like they were horrible but that's what i want that's what i want for my like you know from those restaurants like at 1am they're like all the recommendations are like some like fluoro yellow on the like menu and i was like i know what i'm already gonna get yeah. it was just like all over my face like like i've been to war or something like that the, the, the signs of a good night if you're in central london you've had a good night out if you end up in chinatown right oh yeah oh yeah oh uh, yeah yeah, that was an epic finish to the night. Yeah, so we uh, we've we've kind of you know established the beginning. We've established the present, but what about the future? Um, where where do you see? I guess CGC because this year you launched your race team. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what else you've launched. Uh, you just got bigger. That's all I know. Race team, you've got bigger. Future is there more ride captains on the horizon? Is there more rides? More destination rides? Yeah, I, definitely, definitely. I, I think um, one of the things that, um, that I used to do at the start of each year was just um, have a conversation with different people or, or send out a survey to different people and ask, hey, what are your goals? Like, what are your riding goals this year? Yeah. Um, because if, I guess my, my kind of vision or my desire is if I can try and create um, within CGC a platform to help individuals achieve their riding goals, um, mm. then... Then, then that means that the club has continued to serve its purpose, right? And so, um, yeah. and I couple that with um, some of what my riding goals are, right? Or what are my or Chris's objectives or goals? Because a year or two ago, it was, hey, I want to go abroad with the bike, right? So yeah. selfishly, yeah. we wanted to go abroad with the bike. Um, but, but it turns out that a lot of other people wanted to go as well, right? And yeah. so <laughs> small personal holiday became yeah. a CGC club organized <laughs> trip, right? We didn't say, hey, we want to build a trip for the club. We just wanted to go abroad yep. with the bike and others did. So we facilitated that, right? And a lot of our events mm. and different things have been around maybe personal interests. And then we've built that into the club because they became common interests. And so um, 
I knew coming into this year that there was a desire from individuals to um, to race, right? Um, I also know that um, we didn't have a race team. I didn't even know, and I still am figuring that out. Like what, like as a as a team, what what, what are your responsibilities? What do you provide, right? Um, yeah. What what I know is we had a couple of riders who were strong, who were approached by other clubs who had those facilities and pathways, and so respectfully mm-hmm. they went and rode with those different clubs, um, yeah. which which is great because that um, that that enabled me to understand that we were missing something, and so um, connected with British Cycling, spoke to a few different individuals for support and started to really set up an infrastructure so that people within our club could race under our club versus having yeah. to go somewhere else because we haven't got that. And so we, we built a platform for four people. Um, we actually just had two more um, connect and join as well. So, so we oh, head nice. into um, the end of the year with, with six people officially registered um, under Amazing. the brand, but, 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 but probably more because some people do cross and different things and they're tagging our yeah. club. We just haven't had a formal conversation about it yet. <laughs> So we need to formalize yeah. that. Right? Yeah. But I think putting some real structure and process across the race team side is, is on the agenda mm. for next year. I think um, continuing to serve the, the, the community, right? Continuing to provide open rides that are accessible for, um, for for everyone who can participate is something that we're passionate about. Um, you mentioned ride leaders. I think it's important that you can only serve the masses or an audience, right? If you've got yeah. Um, yeah. enough ride leaders to support that infrastructure and be and be safe, um, so mm-hmm. so we're we're actively um, recruiting for more ride leaders to come into the fold, right? Um, mm-hmm. At a stage we had sixteen. The theory across that was everybody has to yeah. do one ride per week or sorry per month, which yeah. covers mm-hmm. weekly roster. Um, but what I've learned as well is the more and more mm-hmm. that people cycle, the more you find like passions in different areas and, 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 and life also just takes over. Right. So availability yeah. isn't yeah. always there. And so you've always got to have a constant bank um, of, of, of people who can also add into the fold. And, and people have often reached out saying, Hey, I'd love to do that. I'd love to do this. Um, and, and, and I've probably been close to some of those conversations because either I don't know you, or I don't know you well enough. Right. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but I'm also learning to, um, to, to try and entrust um, people more, right? Which is very difficult mm-hmm. because I've entrusted a lot of people as well, um, and, and and that doesn't always get you the right outcome that you're looking for. And so you have to be somewhat guarded, um, mm. yet yeah. able to be open um, to to allowing that as well. Yeah, but in short answer, um, more racing across the team. I think you see more cheesy yeah. bibs out there in the world, right? More cycling oh, trips. Nice. You can go abroad to some of the same, but also new destinations. Um, more yep. more local UK based trips as well, oh, nice. and then just, um, more 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 rides in a wider variety with more riders joining the fold. Perfect. That sounds that sounds like a, a strong twenty twenty four coming up. You were talking about, uh, I guess, structure and safety. Um, as we all know, in any walk of life, there's going to be, I guess, people aren't going to get along. There's going to be conflicts. There's going to be um, people unhappy. How, as a club, do you and Chris, I guess, deal with those sort of complaints? And how would people, if how would people go to, I guess, if their problem was with you and Chris, how would they, I guess, go about dealing with that? Yeah, I think um, there isn't like a magical answer or wand yeah. um, to, to really throw at that one, right? I, I use the phrase "every day is a school day" um, quite a lot mm. because. Um, when, when when you're in something that's, that's essentially new to you, 
um, you're, you're constantly learning, right? Um, yeah. I'm, I'm a leader in my day-to-day job. I manage and responsible for over 70 people, right? And so from like a, um, a, a dealing with conflict or complaints or, or resolution solving, that's, that's what I do um, in a structured way. But in the workplace, that's different to in an environment like if you was with your friends, right, or in a, a, yeah. a cycling community. Um, and and I guess one of the things that I'm learning is um, as we continue to evolve, right, we started with a, a small WhatsApp group that had yeah. um, six yeah. people. The WhatsApp group now has 100 people, right? Our, our, our yeah. Strava club has over 1,500 people. So we interact with 1,500 <laughs> people in our rides, right? <laughs> Um, if, if, if we had like, um, one person, for example, have, um, have a challenge or something didn't go well, it were talking like less than like 0.1%, but it's still 0.1%. Right. And so, um, the way that we would really try and handle that and solve it is just as best as we can. So whether that's hearing something, having a dialogue around it, um, it it really depends on on what it is. Right. I I think, um, I think f- for me, we talk about like cycling club. Um, we, we have a saying called it feels like home, right? Because um, because hopefully yeah. we invite, well, I think where it comes from is the fact that um, it's a super friendly, warmly place. You can come and you can just feel like you're with your your, your mate mates, right? Or, or, or family. And so mm. it feels like home comes from that. And so I've tried to always um, resolve something if it comes up in a similar way that I would with my friends. Um, however, the bigger you become, the more you have to put structure in place, right? And so yeah. we're at this space now yeah. where we've started to look at, okay, um, what does our committee look like? What does our, um, not just resolution problem um, etiquette look like? What what does our um, new ideas, solutions etiquette look like too, right? So trying to really create that structure um, where we can be a bit more formal, not too formal, we're not a company, right? We're yeah. also not a club that charges membership where we can say, right, let's put this person here and put these funds towards yeah. XYZ. Like like mostly everything we do is is self-funded from from my pocket, right? Or from Chris's pocket. And so there's an element of yeah. like trialing error in some of it or doing what you can with the means that you have. Um yeah. but every day's a school day, right? It is. You'll always be learning. There's always I guess yeah, every issue isn't the same. Like you can't deal with each issue in the same way. It's all like Absolutely. they're all individual, and everyone's feelings are always sort of like individual to them. And you have to under- sort of understand them as a person. And as long as both of you are like looking for a positive outcome, then that that in itself is like a, I I would feel like safe in that space. I'm just gonna add in a little, you know, a uh, little, little little question that we didn't I didn't tell you that we were gonna add in. Um, if I was new, how would I join CGC? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I'd probably answer that by looking at how new people join today, right? So um, I, I manage currently our um, Club Strava page. Um, we have a, a team of admin people um, who also convert and, and, and allow people to join. Um, yeah. And I also manage our um, Instagram page, right? Um, Chain Gang, Cyclist, Official, um, blah, 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 <laughs> right? Shameless <plug. laughs> Um, so, yeah. um, typically I'll get messages, um, or DMS from people saying, Hey, I've seen your club. It looks really blah, blah, blah. I'd love to join. Like what's the average speed or do you guys do rides here or how do I connect with you guys? Those yeah. are typically how, 
um, the conversations yeah. go and I'll just drop her yeah. a reply back um, depending on what they've asked and pointing them in the right direction, right? We we run open rides um, three to four times a week, right? Tuesday is essentially our um, fast laps, right? Friday is typically our community open lap days, right? Yeah. 7 a.m., which is a, a relatively mm-hmm. good opener for anyone. And then um, Saturday we have um, hills. If you like hills, Saturday's good. Um, that's bi-weekly. And then Sunday is our, our club ride days, right? Um, now, depending on the ride, depends if it should be somebody's first ride or not. Um, yeah. But the yeah. majority of rides have a C3 or C4 group, which is typically um, the easiest entry group for anybody who's new into the space. Perfect. Talking about, I guess, new uh, new, new, and into the space, um, I feel like since the pandemic, diversity in, I guess, grassroots cycling, is, I would say is quite hand in hand. Probably one of the biggest clubs in London for diversity, if not the biggest. Yeah. How, how, yeah, how do you see, I guess, CGC's involvement in, I guess, grassroots cycling go, going forward? I, I think, um, I think three years ago, I didn't have a bike, right? Yeah. And so my entry, I mentioned before, um, buying a mountain bike, a couple months later, buying a road bike, um, mm. what I didn't mention is six months after that, buying another road bike and that saga continues <laughs> more recently, still having another new bike. Right. So you, yeah. you're constantly evolving. But my point is more, I started in the grassroots. I still consider myself to be in the grassroots personally today. Mm. Right. So we'll also, we'll always cater for the grassroots level because the reason, the reason that we ended up changing that WhatsApp group into an actual club, so to speak, is because accessibility to the sport wasn't easy, even for us. Right. Yeah. Um, there was no kind of open door that said, hey, you can come and ride here. I, I DM so many different people to f- figure out how I can mm. ride. And yeah. I either got no response. Right. Or I got a rejection response. So we created our own lane because there, there, there was no kind of other option or door that was open. Um, and, and, and so our doors will within our control always remain somewhat open. Right. I say somewhat with a caveat because. Um, it, it's not viable to continuously provide um, the facilities that we do at like zero cost indefinitely, right? At some stage, we're going to have yeah. to put a process in place um, so that we're not like losing money, so to speak, right? But the yeah. door being open to grassroots, I think is important, it's key, is, is what we're passionate about. Um, so we'll, we'll continue to kind of fight that flag for as long as we can. Perfect, perfect. I think, I think that wraps, wraps up this section. Time for a break welcome back everybody uh, we're going to go into the third section which is q a uh, first question might not be rapid fire but i think we need to do it regardless nj and i are both members of cgc uh jan can you tell us the story behind the cgc kit please yeah i think um i um I support Man United for my sins. We're having mm-hmm. a shocking time at the moment, but let's not talk about that, right? <laughs> um, I know nothing about football. Fine. <laughs> good, good. Let's 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 stick with that. Right? Are they are they are they are they still in? Are they still in the Champions? They're still in the 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 League One. They're still in the top one. Yeah, j- just about, just about. We're, we're, we're okay. hanging in there. We're hanging in there. But um, but but my favourite kit um, was a, a red um, a red jersey that had sharp on the front, and and it basically had the stadium printed into the design of the jersey in the background and so um when i started thinking about like designing a a kit for the club 
um, mm -hmm. like we're, we're from London, right? So I wanted London to feature into the design. Yeah. Um, and, and so I kind of um, took inspiration from that um, Man United Stadium jersey and thought, how can we build a cycling jersey with like the London skyline in the background? And so um, literally like downloaded some pictures um, of, of different kind of skylines, had the idea of the jersey, thought about a few colours and then just started tweaking it over time to mm. get together and then um and then landed where we are right so yeah, yeah that yeah. was um that's where it came from a lot of people walking around with um man united inspired jerseys right i know i know <laughs> that you know the liverpool sporting <laughs> fans and cgc they they wear that they wear their man united jersey with pride yeah it's there uh we see we see people in like the pink colorway and the the gray colorway um is there like a dis is there a reason behind that? Yeah, there, there is. I think, um, well, sh short story um, is couldn't really decide, decide on one definite color. And so the, mm. the, the gray was the first rendition and then the pink came about and then really couldn't narrow down between like, yeah. let's go with one or the other. Like I was always going to get both personally. Um, but but yeah. where we landed was there's, there's, there's really two sides to the club, right? There's, um, what, what we tend to call the, the inner circle of the club, um, the core members of the club, right? People who have been um, consistently riding um, from its infancy in the group, right? They're, they're in the, 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 the core WhatsApp group and yeah. that's about yep. 100 people strong. Um, and then there's com the community side, right? Anyone who wants to come and join one of our rides is welcome to. They sign up through Strava. And so um, I, I didn't want to have just one kit, um, for yeah. um, just the core members, right? I wanted it yeah. to be accessible to anyone who wanted it. And so we went with the grey being accessible to everyone and the pink being more exclusive to the core members of the club. Mate, I just yeah. need to say that your 40th birthday green Ooh. jersey. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I think Chris has a nice blue one. And then you got the all black as well for when like you gotta go stealth mode. Yeah, yeah. So so and this is this I guess like again, one of the ideas with that kit design was mm. um rather than having to design new kits, just run a new colour, right? Like mm. you can you can keep the same print and just right now, all yellow, bang, all green, bang. Yeah. Um and mm. then to your point, Cameron, yeah, for my birthday I was blessed with um, a, a deep green colorway, um, which is probably my favorite color Rafa kit. Um, yeah. I used to wear it all the time, so I'm imagining that's where um, <laughs> you guys took inspiration from Ooh. with that color, right? Which is amazing. The Capo jersey, love it. So, so good. You, you spoke about inner circles. What do you prefer, Regent's Park or Richmond Park? Um, do you know what? I, I think. Um, they're both great for different things, right? I think um, I think Regent's Park for me is probably my my staple, my go to. Um, it, it's 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 closer for me to get to. Um, mm. It's it's flat, right? And so if I want to just go and get my head down and just do laps at a consistent speed, um, that's the go to. And and to be frank, Tuesday is probably my favorite day of the week. Um, we do ah, hot laps. Sure. Um, I'm out at six a.m. Um, I'm back home by half eight and I'm getting ahead yep. of the working day and I'm ready to go. Right. So 
Um, Regents is definitely the staple. However, I'm learning to love hills, right? And and Richmond gives me that elevation um, that I need um, to continue Mm. to practice on, right? So (laughs) it's a a hard divvy. It's a hard divvy. Give me both. (laughs) Oh, no, no. You you only get one. Regents, Regents Park. Yeah, yeah. But hang on. There's the other thing that NJ and I talk about all the time. Do you think Regent, which do you think is more pro? Regents is more pro than Richmond, right? Regents is definitely more pro. Right. If you're there in the morning before seven thirty, absolutely, right. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so as you were talking about, I guess learning to love climbs. Do you have a favourite climb? I so I don't yet love climbs, right? So <laughs> I, I wouldn't quite like like give, give, give you're, me... you're in the bargaining stage. Of... I, yeah, I'm yeah, still, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 Make, I'm, get your excuses I'm, in now. I'm fine. <laughs> Right? I, I I am not a hill climber. I'm just not um, genetically set up for that. Um, but um, climb wise, do I have a favourite? I think um, I think that um, I think I think Girona um, has, mm. has some amazing climbs. We did um, Rocca Corba. I've done yeah. it twice. Yeah. But we did it this year as a club, and, and that's probably the favourite just because it's got a lot of emotion attached to mm. it right we had 27 people yeah. do it and 27 people completed it so it was a real surreal emotional awesome. end um, and is it Rokokoba like Rokokoba is like an hour long climb here you are saying I don't like climbs your favourite one is like an hour long right and and I was going to top that by saying I just got back from the Dolomites not long ago and um, Paso oh, yeah, Padal yeah, yeah. Was, oh. um, was was the whole climb itself at the start was like 22k right so it's <laughs> even longer Double what? rock bobber. What's the um, average gradient on that? I, I think it was like about six point five seven average. That's, um, oh, but, that's but it was brutal. We we did a twenty eight climb in the morning before that, so it was pretty brutal. Um, it was tears of joy at the finish. <laughs> so where you um, where are you stopping when you go for a coffee? Where, where are you going usually? If, if I'm in Central, I'm, you'll find me at Rafa. All right. Mm. Um, if it's if it's getting, a hot that, game, getting that discount, getting that discount in right. If it's getting a hot day, I'm at, I'm at Fortitude. Um, mm. If I'm by Richmond, I'm at Lisa Clister. Oh, it's got it locked down. It's got it locked down. <laughs> well, that's like the power three, to be honest with you, isn't it? What would you say is the most overrated cycling product? That can be like anything. Oh yeah, the most overrated cycling product. Um. That's a big question. I, I think what doesn't work for me yet um, is is probably um, like chaff cream, bum cream. Oh, chamois cream. Uh, chamois yeah, cream. bullshit. Right. Bullshit. I've, I've, I've tried. I've tried it a few times, but I still get a sore bum. Oh no! So does it work? Does it not work? The jury's still out for me. I never know if you meant to rub it on the beard or you just rub it on your skin. Is, so uh, I do both. I just rub it all yeah, over. Just all over. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe need to like add in pseudo cream as well for like a ultimate mix. <laughs> oh, so Jan, maybe the last question for you, Mush. Am I ever going to see white bib shorts? <laughs> I'm trying. You know, the revolution is coming. People are aware. I think thoughts it- on white bib shorts. Are you going to maybe be debuting 2024 white bib shots? 
I, can we also add that Jan also said you can get CGC kit in any color. So surely the all white CGC kit. Hey now, I'm, I'm going to turn up to chat. I'm looking like the Pope. <laughs> I, I, I think, um, yeah, white bib shorts. Are, I don't think you'll see me in white bib shorts, but, <laughs> but, 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 but I'm aware that this is being recorded and can be played back to me at any time. So, so, oh. so, I, so I'll caveat that with um, my, my current mindset is you won't see me in any bib shorts. However, um, mm. if if you did, then I'd mm. probably be wearing a matching outfit with my man Cameron. Wee. When when Cameron wears go. white bib shorts to CGC lap, what is what emotions did you feel? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think um, I think there was a. A whole debate. Envy, about, envy is fine. Envy right? is fine. No, there was, there was a whole envy. debate about Cam wearing white bib shorts um, because you put it out there. And, and to be oh, honest, yeah. when you turned up in white bib shorts, I looked at the bib shorts and I thought, looks pretty good, mate. Looks pretty good. He's done it. For the listeners, what happened was everyone's going, you know, anti-clockwise as you do in Regent's Park. Cam went clockwise. So it was like, you know, you're at one of those air shows and it was like a flyby. And he even like, he was waving like the queen. Uh, when cool he, like, went cool team, though, the boys on the flyby. I think I got a message from Cam in the morning, like, today's the day, mate. I'll be there. Wear your the shades. Shots are out. Yeah. Wear your best outfit. I'm coming in hot. Yeah. yeah. Cam, where did you get your white bib shorts from? Undisclosed. Undisclosed. The funny thing, Cam, is I'd never seen anybody wear white bib shorts until you said he'd wear them. And since that day, I think I've seen about at least five people rocking white bibs. So you might be onto something there. Hashtag white bib revolution, baby. <laughs> yeah. When you wear white bib shorts, you have to either be the fastest person in the park or you have to be like riding at a cadence so crazy that you just look pro. And wear, <laughs> wear double gilet as well. Yeah, you, Alas. You, you, you definitely put yourself out there as a, as a target, right? Well, uh, <laughs> Jan, mate, it's been really good talking to you. Like, the work that you and Chris have done on CGC about diversity, inclusion, how you've gone from not cycling to being one of the biggest clubs in London. Um. It's a real pleasure. That's how NJ and I met. That's how most yeah. of my now close friends have actually met. Um, so thank you for putting the group together. Thank you for inviting us to be on it. And thank you for being on our podcast. Um, places to find you, Strava, Instagram, Fast Laps on a Tuesday, Chat Laps on a Friday. Jan, do you have anything last you want to say on the pod? Now, listen, guys, I, I really appreciate um, joining and being a guest. Um, I love seeing um, you guys working together. Um, I look forward to, to hearing and listening to future editions. Um, always happy to, to support and help in any way possible. Um, it, it takes um, it takes opportunities like this. It takes you guys speaking to different people within the sport and the industry, so that the, the the new generation of grassroots entries can really get visibility and transparency into what's happening, where to go to, right? So it's a beautiful thing that you guys are creating. I wish you guys the best of luck. Oh, thanks. Thank you very much, Jan. Everybody, that was Yannick White. Bye. Bye.